0: With Mother's Day around the corner, are you thinking about a truly special gift for your mom or a maternal figure in your life? Let me tell you about mylifeinabook.com. It's a unique service that turns your mom's life stories into a beautiful book. Pretty cool, right? Here's how it works. Every week, mylifeinabook.com will send her a question via email. These can be pre written questions about her life or any custom questions you want to ask. Then she can either type up her response or record her voice. And mylifeinabook.com compiles all of her responses into a beautiful keepsake book. And guess what? They can even create an audiobook using her voice recordings. It's like preserving her voice and her stories for eternity. This book becomes a legacy, something you and future generations can treasure forever. Your mom's given you a lifetime of stories. This is your chance to give her a way to share them. I want to know about the stories of how my mom and dad grew up. What's the first thing they remember after they were born? That's one of the questions I sent to my dad after signing up for my life in a book. And I can't think of a greater gift to give my dad in sharing his stories and to receive. It's super easy to use. My favorite part of it, as someone who sometimes lives on turtle time and forgets (laughs) about sending or receiving email is that they reach out a couple days prior to sending questions just so I know of what questions they're going to send to my dad, if I want to change it for another question or customize it with something that I want to know. It's that kind of specificity and care that I love so much. This is genuinely an incredible, incredible gift. There's no greater present than I could give a family member, or a loved one than to participate in this kind of meaningful appreciation for the entirety of their lives, separate from my own. Check out mylifeinabook.com and use code girls at checkout for 10% off. Create an unforgettable gift for your mom or loved one this Mother's Day. That's mylifeinabook.com with code Andy's Girls for 10% off today. And thank the Jills, Erin, and your life and mine. I may be sloppy, but I'm never a mess.
1: <laughs> Whether the library is open or closed, I am always available to read.
0: <gasps> <laughs> oh my god, you guys. Girls episode 208. I swear to God, I was trying to think of a tagline, I think like yesterday ish, and I was trying hmm. to find something library. <laughs> 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 That's I couldn't do it, so I'm so glad that you did. You just like, listen, Jonathan Chandler one, Sarah Galley zero <laughs> is where we're at today. <laughs> you guys, it's Andy's Girls. It's episode 208. We've already had like a wild start. My internet went out. Yes, we, we have. were troubleshooting tech. Yes. We, we have already, it was like a little bit of a prequel to the Andes Girls experience. I'm feeling a little yep. extra spicy. I'm ready to go. I have so much to discuss with you. So guys, I need to introduce <laughs> Jonathan Chandler by saying, you guys, it's right Jonathan <laughs> How are you?
1: I'm doing fabulous. How are you today?
0: I'm so good. So listen, this is not technically our first time recording together because...
1: No, it's
0: not. Wh- I don't even... You know what? Listen, 200 whatever episodes at a certain yes, point, I'm like, I, I don't remember 200. who I am or where I was. <laughs> but we recorded a Patreon together. Yes, we did. I think it was shortly after you published a piece on Betches where folks can read several yes. of your... Um, uh, pieces specifically about all things housewives yes. and Bravo that I highly encourage, and I was yes 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 oh my god for real and I was so <laughs> um uh intrigued and enamored by your thoughts that I was like come on a oh, Patreon let's you. talk the Patreon episode I think ended up being like well over an hour I was obsessed with you.
1: We... We were talking about it, OK? Talking about it.
0: No stone left unturned. So I'm so <laughs> glad that you were available and interested in coming on Andy Scrolls Classic because, listen, you have a lot to say, and I'm here for it. I am always here for it.
1: Thank you. I appreciate that.
0: My pleasure. So listen, <laughs> tell me, because um, you may have already, but again, 200 something episodes, and I barely know yeah. who I am at this point. When did your Bravo journey begin?
1: Oh, my God. Too young, first of all. I was like eight or nine (gasps) watching the first season of Atlanta. Yes, swear to God. Eight or nine watching Flipping Out, Tabitha's Takeover, Atlanta, New Jersey, all of the classics. Like, way too young. Talk about, like, Mother's (laughs) Milk. I mean, what (laughs) a way.
0: What were you thinking at eight or nine? What was – you remember –
1: I remember being so infatuated because before Bravo, there was like the I love New York flavor of love Mm. era of like reality TV. And I remember just being so infatuated with the dynamic of an ensemble cast. Like that was so intriguing to me to see people interact with each other from different socioeconomic class. Now, of course, at nine, I wasn't talking like that. I was just like, oh, my gosh, people are fighting. I love it. But like looking (laughs) back... (laughs) that's really what it was. Like, just to see people interact is, like, amazing. And I think what's so cool about Bravo, it's such a diverse group of people. You have people, you know, I knew of my sexuality when I was young. So to see other gay people on television or people from my community, you know, black people that were affluent and wealthy. I mean, it was just amazing. So I was here for it. (laughs) <laughs> Did you
0: watch it with anybody in your family, or were you riding this wave solo?
1: I, I wasn't really allowed to, to watch these shows, to be honest with you. Oh, yes. But, like, I still watched. Like, my grandmother, <gasps> we would talk about flipping out all the time. Like, that was literally our show. Like, obsessed. Jenny Pulos, Jeff Lewis, Zola, like, all of them. Zola, I just... Obsessed. so yeah I probably shouldn't have been watching them but I was
0: I'm so into this I mean I wasn't I'm a little bit older you're in your (laughs) early 20s plus I Early twenties. Early twenties. Twenty one. I'm 21. spiritually twenty one, <laughs> and I'm literally not. But um, I remember when I was a when I was a child in um <laughs> the last century, the one before the one that we're currently in. Um, I remember my brother watching mm-hmm. a season of The Real World. Now this isn't like the OG Ooh. season because we were too young for like. OG, the the one that right, right, right. rebooted in a fantastic on Paramount. By Paramount. Yes, it's incredible. Yes. But um, I don't even know honestly which season it was. But I used to have to fake hating it <laughs> because if I hated it, my older brother would keep it on TV. If I expressed right. enjoyment of it, even though I didn't understand what was happening, he would change the right. channel. So I pretended to load the real world, but I had a, like a similar. Mm-hmm experience of you know just watching something and thinking like I don't totally know what this thing is but right. I am still able to connect with it in my like right. youth kind of way you know <laughs> which is
1: <laughs> right I right, feel right, like right. that
0: is reality TV for many people and in many ways a rela- a replacement for the previous generations introductions to like soaps
1: yeah I I completely agree. I think that's the beauty of it. It's mm-hmm. like you get like a real life version of the soap operas that our parents and grandparents like were infatuated with every, you know, afternoon of the day. You know what I mean? Like yeah. we get to see this. And I think what's also cool, I love that you brought up the real world because that is like the OG reality show. Yeah. Like that literally started it all, mm-hmm. you know, so I I'm here for that.
0: There was one family. Okay, there was an HBO movie that James Gandolfini was in, (laughs) and I just forgot their names, Uh The Somethings, and they Mm -hmm. technically originated reality TV. They were the first, and I think the name of the show was like called An American Family or something, guys. Mm -hmm. I'm completely going to forget. And uh, the son in the family was gay, and it was like this whole uh, exploration of this Mm -hmm. sort of, normal, random, you know, family in America that then became very famous. And so that may have been the starter for all of this. Mm -hmm. And again, guys, I'm so sorry. I knew this at one point. I want to say it came out in the 70s. But for many people, when it comes to our generation-ish, with an asterisk, (laughs) that has been the real world, which is what's so interesting to me watching homecoming i'm an episode behind but i didn't watch the original season i saw clips and Mm -hmm. yet through the glory of pop culture i had an idea of Of what happened around what happened and what's been so interesting for me has been watching this season this reboot which is available on paramount plus i cannot encourage people to watch it enough it's real it's extraordinarily well done is this like justice for kevin arc where all of the yeah. things that this young black man said 30 years ago have yeah almost 30 years have ago, yeah. all been proven true and i feel like yes. for his cast members and the viewers people who experience it the first time and are also watching it now it's a little bit of like not a reckoning, per se, Mm -hmm. but maybe, where people are like, okay, wow, there was a narrative or a judgment placed on him, not by everybody, but I think by many non-black viewers who are now having to reconsider what they thought when they watched it, or even the, you know, experience of seeing clips of it. Because I saw clips of those iconic moments, but not the original episodes.
1: Right. That I mean I I completely agree. I was seeing on I w- I saw uh, the talk of shame. I think her IG yeah, handle Kiki. is yes Kiki. Kiki. She uh, was posting mm-hmm. about how a woman on there named Becky. Mm-hmm. I think her name is it is is a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I don't name Karen. I hate I yes I hate from what from Karen. what I justice
0: for people who are actually named Karen. I hate that phrase.
1: Listen, shout out to Karen Huger. Okay? Yes, the literally. only Karen that matters. <laughs> oh my god, literally. But I, I've seen some of her uh, just her behavior in general, and it's quite appalling. But I'm glad that people are understanding his perspective more than ever now, you know, because it he wasn't lying.
0: Totally. <laughs> and Becky, who I don't know at all because I didn't see that I don't remember her like I don't remember seeing her face I remember Julie's face I remember Kevin's Mm -hmm. face I remember Norm's face but I like don't remember Becky and God bless us for it came back (laughs) and is just like a spoiler alert nightmare person and so Mm -hmm. watching her continue that narrative not having learned anything during Mm -hmm. filming and then after is wild but the importance is everybody else in the cast gets it, she's the only one that doesn't, which is sort of a little bit of a slice of life of like what happens when everybody else is fluent in the language of understanding And there's this white woman who is pushing up against it, refusing to participate, and then essentially saying that everyone who is trying to communicate with her is lying, fake, doing this for reality Mm -hmm. TV. I mean, she has continued a narrative online, which Kiki, the talk of shame, has covered. And it's also interesting because Becky has like – I'm going to pull this out of my ass. I don't remember the number. She has like 2,000 followers. Kevin, who's written 14 books, has – well over 10k and guess who's verified on twitter on instagram and guess who isn't so
1: it's ridiculous it's ridiculous i mean ridiculous
0: true side eye if anybody is listening to this who um is on instagram where is my blue check number one slide into my dams but (laughs) then also why where what what is this discrepancy and what is that telling us about the ways in which we even look at someone and think of them as a celebrity versus the person who has remained in the public eye and actually, you know, accomplished things.
1: Exactly. It's it's ridiculous. It it's the epitome of white privilege. Mm-hmm. I'm utterly disgusted by uh, like her actions you know what I mean like mm-hmm. it's been almost 30 years the fact that you haven't changed and you're standing still in your beliefs and you're probably even worse than we than what you were originally is just pathetic
0: I mean it is also one of those things where you know it's like The Frost poem of it all, you know, there are two paths diverged in wood or whatever. Guys, I don't remember what reading is like. I only watch (laughs) Housewives at this point. But, you know, which, which path are you going to take? And you can take a different path. You can walk in the path that you were in prior or you can deepen that previous track. And I feel like that is the way Becky has been Uh, That is the route that she has chosen to take where she is doubling down on things that really don't make sense to the larger community. And so at a certain point, it's like you've got to decide, is this the responsibility of everyone else to attempt to educate someone who has said explicitly they have no interest in understanding or moving toward any kind of. Uh, like meeting in the middle which is even Mm -hmm. even the idea of that is problematic and so what do you do in that case and I feel like that ties in with a lot of housewives behavior not in the sense of dealing with such um loaded nuanced and important conversations as pertaining explicitly matters concerning black lives matter and race but just in the sense of are you willing to change are you willing right. to evolve or are you only interested in staying comfortable regardless mm-hmm. of what kind of damage is created by that like blind faith in self
1: yeah i completely agree i,
0: I no tell me i what think you a saying. lot
1: of I, I think a lot of housewives have this perspective and we can use you know kelly dodd for an example or Who? even brandy <laughs> or you know brandy redmond a lot of these people They get a lot of hate, right? They apologize for it. And then they realize there's a group of people that actually agree with their ideals. They're not people that, you know, have platforms necessarily, but there are a group of people that agree with their ideals. And they think, you know what? It's just one group of people. Who cares if I'm just offending one group of people? There's There's a lot of other people that agree with me, with my type of thinking, with me staying who I am. And you know what? I don't have to change for anyone. And I'm unapologetically myself. And they think that's like some type of character trait that is a positive when it's not at all.
0: I mean, the glow emanating over my body when you said, (laughs) like, Brandy Redmond, because that, my friend, is exactly who I was thinking about. And we need to talk about it. Because this week's episode was a fucking shit show. It was. I feel just seeping in and out of my bones, such devout empathy for Tiffany Shirley in the dynamics that are playing out, but Mm -hmm. specifically with what Brandy is doing to Deandra. yeah, Gaslighting her, telling her she's Mm -hmm. a selfish friend, pretending that Deandra runs, just the idea of press and media, not understanding That if she explicitly wants cast members to say no comment when asked about her behavior, she needs to tell them that you don't assume that somebody who's doing press for their own businesses, these Mm -hmm. things that they do should think that if you haven't explicitly told them taking out what Deandra actually did, which was attempting to spin on Brandy's behalf and say, listen, you guys are looking for accountability We are going to bring that to you, noting, by the way, that hasn't exactly happened. And Brandy's reaction to that, echoing what she did seasons prior with Stephanie, which is like, okay, you have to write a a blog for Bravo. But like, this is your fault that you have to like cover this thing in your contract. And it means you're a bad friend and I'm not going to talk to you for several months. And what she said, which I wish I had written it down. I didn't. She said something along the lines of you took away the grace that I deserve to receive, Mm -hmm. which is so wildly selfish and insensitive and like bass-ackwards, as I like Mm -hmm. to say, and unbelievably tone-deaf. And you do so in person, but having previously sent her a text message where you use the phrase racist video in quotes, like you are quoting or almost subconsciously mocking the idea that that video was racist, Mm -hmm. proving to everybody that you have learned literally nothing and all of your friends enable this. They stay quiet. Carrie, yep. who should be focusing on her beadwork, says, <laughs> um, God, Deandra, this is where you apologize. And Deandra, who I think many people in the Bravo community would agree is the only one, aside from Tiffany, obviously, holding this woman accountable, is right. being isolated and punished for it. Yeah. Like Jesus said, stay the fuck humble. Right. Where mm-hmm. the fuck are you, Brandy Redmond? Get mm-hmm. your ass back to somewhere for someone to explain to you that you were doing this wrong.
1: Completely wrong. She's in her own world. She's gone through. I feel like I don't have a complete like term for this, but I think when people F up, they tend to go through these stages where. They're very sad about it that they got caught. Mm. And then they become extremely apologetic. Mm -hmm. And then they get mad that everyone in the world hasn't accepted their apology. So now they have like this vendetta against anyone who hasn't just forgotten about their past remarks. And I feel like she's in that stage where... She feels like she's explained, and I'm saying this with quotations, Mm -hmm. she's explained it enough times. And I also think in her mind, the only person that she has to address with this issue is Tiffany, because Mm -hmm. obviously Tiffany is the only Asian cast member
0: Oh, sorry, I'm up. pointing at the screen because you're about to say something and I'm ready to say ditto because you're like literally on it. I can feel like oh we're oh. on the same exact wavelength. Sorry, I got and excited. You were telling – you thought no, I no, meant to a, shut a, the fuck up, but I'm actually like <laughs> tingling energy if mean, you guys can see the video. Sorry, I, keep going, keep
1: going. I think – I don't think she's apologetic for her video. I actually think she's more sorry that she got caught than her actually making it. And I think that in a, in a weird, crazy way, she has this resentment towards – tiffany and deandra for being the only ones that's hold her that's hold, held her accountable in some way you know
0: completely and tied in with what you're saying she truly only thinks the only person she owes an apology to is tiffany she actually yes. owes her cast the apology for yep. hijacking the franchise in the season with her racist yeah. behavior that she initially doubled down on it is not deandra's mm-hmm. responsibility to apologize to brandy for brandy's behavior brandy right. should be humbling herself like her bff Amen. does like ww mm-hmm. what would jd, JD. Jesus, yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> i was like, like i have a good feeling she's talking about read jesus yeah <laughs>
0: like wwjd like would Jesus, if Jesus was a Dallas housewife, and honestly, I think mm-hmm. he would have better taste than that, but God forbid he was really <laughs> taking one for the team. I think he would be like, Brandy, take mm-hmm. a second, think about what you're doing, and you are blaming right. other people for your behavior. You were telling us through your behavior that you have worsened mm-hmm. as a result of this, and emotion is not accountability, brandy crying or brandy being angry is not mm-hmm. accountability it is emotion and behavior that has nothing to do with being better it is just emotion
1: i call it white guilt it's when an individual wants to guilt trip the hell, a white individual wants to guilt trip the hell out of you <laughs> When they've committed a microaggression or a racially insensitive or even just a racist, you know, um, action against you. It's like, well but i went through this and i had mental health problems because of it and as tiffany explained to her the action that she did in that racist video because that's what it was a racist racist video yeah exactly that that action that she did you know trying to slant her eyes that's something that has affected millions of asian people living in america and other countries like that's literally one of the worst things that you can do towards another marginalized community especially an asian person so for her to be like well i was sad because of it no one told you to return to the show sis no one no asked for her to be to back literally no nobody one forced you literally no one forced you to return to the show i'm gonna be very honest with you i think i'm not saying anyone would have forgot about the video but i think she dug a deeper hole for herself by returning this season totally because she should have just apologized shut the f up mm-hmm. and Moved on with her life, mm-hmm. you know. Like it's not Tiffany's fault that you made that action. It's not Steve Kimball or Leanne's fault. Whoever leaked the video, yeah. it, was it was your action. Yeah. You you did that. You're the one who committed that. So. I'm tired of her BS excuses, and I'm tired of her. I'm tired
0: of her, and honestly, listen, I'm going to say something, and I'm going to get some shit Mm -hmm. for it. And guys, this is Mm -hmm. a safe space. Okay, this Zoom is a safe Zoom. (laughs) Y'all need to just take this ride with me. But I was talking to a friend of mine who I'm not going Mm to um, credit, just in case this is something Mm -hmm. that they don't want to be credited for. But Mm -hmm. we were having a conversation about how to change Dallas and get Dallas on the right track. And here Mm -hmm. was the suggestion that we were both on the same page about. Keep Tiffany. She is a queen. Mm -hmm. She is an icon. Mm -hmm. Maybe I'm going to light a candle a little bit later, Jonathan Chandler. Maybe I'm going to light a little Tiffany. Oh, love that for you. Love that. I don't know how to say it correctly. Uh, Keep (laughs) Deandra. Deandra and I Mm -hmm. are really back on the track to success in our imaginary Mm -hmm. friendship. Keep Mm -hmm. Cam because Cam, I think, Mm -hmm. is a kooky, wild
1: naturally From, kooky too like that's her oh this that's is literally her. Her. there's like that's spiritually her, yeah. blonde
0: and then there's blonde in mm-hmm. your dna mm-hmm. i find myself a spiritual blonde i will say i am a natural <laughs> blonde, even though my hair might not tell that truth but just that, close that's your eyes a, and believe I, maybe this I is i am closing Jesus, them and i can Jesus see lives yeah. in my roots um oh god but you know i keep those three call the mm-hmm. rest carrie again needs to work on her mm-hmm. threading her plastics mm-hmm. The, her
1: expensive ass beads. Her
0: expensive $1,500 of what on earth? <laughs> Brandy's got it. Brandy doesn't want to be here anymore. Brandy no. is like, she is not participating in la- online, which frankly is honestly, maybe that was like the Easter gift to all of us. Right. She's not here. I don't know that she's going to show up for the reunion because of everything that came out with like an old video of Brian. I I don't know. Even unrelated to that, she doesn't seem in any way interested on camera and off with like actually facing the consequences of her behavior and how she's made them so much worse. And Stephanie is an enabler of Brandy without a storyline right now. Mm -hmm. And it feels like she made the decision to align herself so closely with Brandy and do so at the risk of hurting her own reputation on the show. And even more than that, selfishly, I'm not seeing any reason for her to stay. I just, I love Stephanie. I am slightly annoyed by her silence in this week's episode and her occasional accountability confessionals that really feel suspect to me and like something that mm-hmm. she decided to do or producers decided on her behalf months after the actual behavior right. occurred. Mm-hmm. I just think that she's like a p- too enmeshed in this to extricate out of it. Bump her down to a friend of have the other three full time and then kick Carrie and Brandy out and like, let's do a little bit of a Dallas reboot because this is not it for me
1: no it's not it for me either um i personally feel like i agree i i don't want carrie on my tv screen anymore it was cute you know it was a cute moment Wasn't it a cute but moment? well i'll put it like this i think she could have brought something mm. but she's like eva where the potential was there mm-hmm. but i no longer care about the potential oh my god I, you had a season Such you know a good- it's <laughs> yes, Chandler. Like Killing it's it like today. Oh, I'm you you getting... don't but you get what I'm yeah. saying, right? Oh, I'm like a it's 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 there, mm-hmm. but I'm no longer interested mm-hmm. in what you could bring. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? With Stephanie, I feel like every season it's about Travis giving her something to do and her wanting her freedom, which I believe is a powerful storyline. We've just mm-hmm. seen it five years in a row, yeah. And I don't really care about him or his lockers. I feel Lockers like those
0: are great. Love charity. Yeah. Work. Can't be your entire thing. Love
1: it literally it. Love cannot locker. be your Open entire. Th- the, th- exactly. Unless
0: there are skeletons inside. Like, <laughs> I don't. This is great. I love this. I love this journey for you. And maybe you should focus on doing that full time because if you right. cannot both talk about the importance of charity, but right. not do the charitable thing with regard to friendship, which is holding your friend accountable in the moment. Mm-hmm. then we've got some problems.
1: We have some issues. I, I just... I, I don't really see it for her anymore. And I love that you brought Tiffany, Camdy Andrew because I feel like what Dallas could have been mm. and i'm not listen i'm i'm just i'm just speaking okay i'm not mm-hmm. trying to say that the other girls don't have this but i'm saying that I they feel don't like, have it whatever d- we're about to say, <laughs> so. i feel like dallas could have been that high society snooty mm-hmm. classy mm-hmm. but fun mm-hmm. show that it was originally a t- intended to be you not this you know charity show that they were thinking but like i i feel like the producers were trying to go like for a like that Beverly Hills heist. thing, you think a beverly yeah. hills mm-hmm. cuz there's nothing better than southern shade mm-hmm. and i feel like they could bring someone on there that knows how to you know mm-hmm. give us that i love money okay who doesn't love i love, money. I, love
0: it, we love never money we it but want
1: it want to spend it <laughs> exactly and i want to see it and mm-hmm. tiffany when she was talking about her hotels that she owns I was like okay so this girl's rich she's everything Deandra has that family money we love and she could be the one that like doesn't have as much as the others but she still has that last name so you just put some respect on her name like she's you know what I mean
0: yeah exactly Mm -hmm.
1: exactly and then Cam is just that girl she has the coins so I need other people with the coins Brandy and Stephanie they might have the money this is gonna sound so crappy I apologize but they just don't have any like they don't have that decorum that class that like the other girls i feel like have and i'm not saying it's a bad thing to not have that because we love fun people on the show but there needs to be some duality to you i need to be able to see both sides of you if i'm just seeing you fart and cry about being a racist every other episode i'm not interested it does nothing for me i can watch something else
0: I mean, I totally hear you. I agree. I think we got on the wrong foot almost immediately with the poop hat of it all. Like, then we just <laughs> so left-turned and we haven't been able to course correct. I do think when it comes to clear class in the sense of like a social status and not necessarily yes. a moral yeah we're we're just talking Yeah yeah, are
1: oh yeah, social oh yeah, let me just No <laughs> emphasize no, no, and the I'm, social here status. I'm here with <laughs> you. I'm here
0: with you. I'm riding this wave. I do think Stephanie has it. I think she has the social status not in the like symbolic way that the Westcots mm-hmm. have or the Simmons have. I think she is maybe not as devoted to it as one okay. would think a Wescott or Simmons would uh, would be. I think she has it. It's just that I think, again, because of this bestie friendship with Brandy, yeah. she is allowing herself to be kind of pushed aside. At, yeah, mm-hmm. and lowered. I mean, in a friendship, Mm -hmm. are you guys supporting each other or are you lowering yourself and quieting yourself right at the moment when you're finding your voice because you don't want to upset this person? Because to me, that is not a friendship contract that I would agree to continue. Burn it to the ground.
1: You know what? I completely agree. And you know what? Maybe we should see a season of her without...
0: I'm here for Brandy. it. Listen, I'll, listen. normalize changing your mind based on new information. Yes. You're saying it. I'm, changing your mind. <laughs> I'm, I'm here for it. I'm potentially here for it. Stephanie, listen, you know, shaky territory, but maybe we're about listen, to unshake, you know.
1: Listen, love, I supposedly your husband owns a production company or owns a percentage of it. Just get rid of your friend for a season. No, I, know.
0: I <laughs> and, wish that was true. It's not. The I wish are not it was, too. They own a percentage, uh, but it feels like it could be true based on it her It gives edits. that. Or
1: maybe she just, maybe she just like has a really good, 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 good friend on production. I feel like it's more of that. Maybe she just knows someone very, very well that edits the show or executive produces the show.
0: I mean, it is undeniable she's gotten an angel edit. I also think it's undeniable that like her energy has been really positive. She has had those moments Mm-mm. where she's opened up about her mental health journey. And, yeah, and yeah. that has been really great but there are other sides to her that we are getting this season the way that she was like low-key shading tiffany for god forbid having birkins and a nice house which didn't seem like a deal breaker until this one specific woman decided to do a home tour or closet tour which everybody else has done like you don't think that when cam moves in Next season, because I think this is gonna actually happen after filming. You don't think she's gonna want to give a fucking home tour? Like
1: she come is. On. She is.
0: Is she it's, gonna it's be called crazy. greedy at that point, or is she just gonna be called Cam?
1: And that came out of nowhere though. Because I don't know. So then that's what that's my question. Is that the real Stephanie? The catty, you know, hit below under the belt, maybe a little jealous type?
0: I think you know? that Stephanie is hopefully a human person which includes layers of... Character and the problem is for us now, it's like a shock to the system because we've mm-hmm. only been getting the angel edit and now we're seeing other Amen. stuff. Listen, I'm a hundred percent now going back on what I said five seconds ago. Keep, keep her on without Brandy, potentially, regardless yeah. of if she's friend time, full time, a friend up let us see more of Stephanie, including the imperfections. I'm so much more interested in having yeah, a conversation. Where hopefully there is something to discuss that isn't the lockers and the list. If she's <laughs> about somebody, let's talk about it. But don't hide it right. from me. Present right. it. Give me right. the information. And then right. respect me enough to want to discuss it regardless of whether right. or not I agree with what she's saying.
1: I completely agree. Completely, completely agree.
0: I mean... Do we think that Brandy is going to film this fucking reunion, which I kept thinking was going to be like last week. or I think it's this week or next week. I don't care. Right.
1: I feel like they should have. That should have been, been filmed already. Right? That's kind of weird that it hasn't been.
0: I mean, do we think that Brandy's uh, going to show up or is she going to? I feel like if it's leaving? in her best
1: if if in her best interest. I, i'm gonna be honest with you as a viewer i want to see her show up because there's a lot of things that i think she needs to answer to yeah not even just her husband cheating on her supposedly allegedly but more so years
0: prior her actions was an old video. Y- yeah, yeah yeah
1: exactly but i don't think she is mm. because i don't really think she's in the space to answer all of that i just don't i don't think she she just had a new baby I oh know she's going through a lot of family. That. She just yeah, had a new baby. That's a good
0: point. A new
1: baby. The You know, so she had things now. go on in her family. Like, I think, like, wow. it's in her best interest not to show up. Even though I want her to show up, mm-hmm. I, I don't think that she should. I, I don't think she will either. If she does, though, I'm here for it.
0: I mean, it's just really unfortunate because Deandra and Tiffany have been – for some similar reasons and some different reasons, really isolated from the rest of the group. And I agree. I think there has been a response that's been pretty consistent among us content creators of, like, WTF. And it it is unfortunate because, in many ways, the reunion is supposed to be that chance to, like, set the record straight and offer a different perspective. And I would hate to think that, you know, Brandy's is will continue regardless of whether or not she's there because there's a difference between Deandra and Tiffany speaking about Brandy's behavior to the group who will probably side with Brandy regardless whatever blah 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 and Brandy being in the Mm -hmm. room because Brandy has done more than enough of trying to isolate and gaslight them it's just the like you know often the hope of the reunion is that you can kind of even outsides.
1: Yeah, but that's if she wants to. I don't think she has any intention of continuing a relationship with any of these girls unless it's Stephanie and maybe Cam or Carrie. I don't think she has any intention in, of being close friends with Tiffany or Deandra. And while I'm not here for people running away from a reunion because mm-hmm. you know, I feel like people should own up. Mm-hmm. As long as she doesn't have any intention of returning next season. Exactly. I don't see why. Why would she show up? I think she should just stay her ass home. (laughs) I think that that's better.
0: I mean, and she did have that moment where she like almost quit. She spiritually quit Dallas where she like put up a post that was like, this was fun, but Jesus calls me, you know, like Jesus is in my DMs, which is great. God bless. (laughs) Like, I'm not judging you for being a religious person. I think that it is wonderful to see people discussing their faith as somebody who is mm-hmm. not religious although i am i mean i'm i'm a jewish which like
1: and <laughs> we into. love that But like
0: it's more like from a cultural perspective mm-hmm. than a religious yeah. one it's interesting to me to watch people who have uh such a focused specific kind of faith because i find that really interesting especially when it is a religion different from my own So I'm not like begrudging or making fun of her for that. I just find it wild that for somebody who is so interested in policing other people's Christianity, Mm -hmm. she can't even do like the basic prequel to having to repent like she truly cannot humble her guys if you haven't I know that you've all watched this scene but it's just like the three seconds of her saying to Deandra like you took and again I'm paraphrasing like you took mm-hmm. the grace that I deserve that is right. so wildly inappropriate regardless of yep. the context but especially the context of racist yep. behavior I just I don't get it's hypocritical. it
1: <laughs> it's, hip- it's hypocritical and what I don't like and i won't get too much into this cuz i don't want to yeah. offend anyone truly but i don't like when people use their religion mm-hmm. to try to put down others of course. because I feel like that's you, i feel like that's your beliefs and you mm-hmm. have every right to believe you know have those beliefs mm-hmm. but you shouldn't use that as a way to condemn others for their quote unquote sinful actions mm-hmm. because that whole religion is about forgiving others and living your life you know, in the most authentic way possible while, you know, praising whoever you praise. Like, I don't understand how you can be so judgmental mm-hmm. and rude. And I don't like also when people commit something very, very bad and the first thing they do is fall back on a religion and say, well, I, I, I feel like I'm forgiven now. Like, no, you still have to address the people that you offended. And that's what she's done this season. And that's why I have no interest in seeing her anymore. I'm good.
0: Next week is going to, I mean, and by next week, I mean we're recording this Monday night. This week is going to be tough. Like, this week's episode is going to be, it's going to be rough, tough stuff. I mean, it's just going to yeah. be rough, tough stuff. There's, like, no other way to put it. Just rough and tough and stuff. No tough. other way to
1: put it. No other way to put it at all.
0: I mean, speaking of rough, tough stuff.
1: I already know where we're about to go. Okay, let's go. Wait, talk okay. About I'm gonna say in my
0: head, it's like those people that go on games, and it's like the 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 joke about like sisters where you like finish each other's sentences mm-hmm. and they never do. Okay, okay, I'm thinking in my head of what I'm about to say. You tell me what I am about to say.
1: Are you about to talk about Bolo?
0: No, but we can.
1: Oh gosh. No. <laughs>
0: You know what I love about rough, tough stuff is that it actually does apply <laughs> to New Jersey, mm-hmm. Atlanta, and Jen Shaw, all in different ways. I was thinking yeah. Jen, oh. but we got to cover. We got to oh. cover Bolo. We got to cover My Bolo. My God.
1: Okay. Yes. Yeah, so let's talk about Bolo quickly.
0: Um, Marlow, Kenya, V. Mm-hmm. Portia, with everybody agreeing with Candy. What do you think of the? Marlo Kenya mm. alliance of it all.
1: I have an unpopular opinion actually when it comes to this. So oh, I've been the, the right, biggest Porsche. You're
0: on the right couch. Yeah, let's start. Okay, so
1: I've been the biggest Porsche stand five ever. Oh, Not this four is ever, be but five ever. I'm just going to let you know. Yes. <laughs> let you okay. I'm, no, no, I already know. I already know. Listen, I've been the biggest Porsche stand forever, but I think she's a hypocrite. I really do. And I'm very much team marlo in this situation but i also very much see where candy is coming from because why are you consistently talking about this like right. it's annoying but we know how these shows work right like from the perspective of con- from perspective of a committed bravo holic we know how these shows work mm-hmm. these girls aren't just talking about stuff on camera there's conversations off camera you know what i mean like there's a lot going on behind the scenes as well and i do think they put her in the middle. And I do think she's very, very much, um, I think she's 100% correct to curse them out. I would have cussed them out too. Marlo? <laughs> yeah, I think Marlo is 100% right to curse her out. Yes, I know this is like crazy because it's like, I don't think anyone, I do I don't think anyone agrees with me, but I, hear you. I feel like, I feel like Portia has turned into the new Nini where she pretends like something doesn't bother her. And then she gets incredibly passive in the situation, right? And she has someone else speak for her because the Shamia to the Mm -hmm. Portia's Shamia was Nini's Marlowe, that person that was talking, 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 always defending them in a situation. And yeah, that's all I have to say because I can't. Um, I I I feel like I so
0: (laughs) this is like it's like drinking game. Drink every time I say I'm so into Jonathan Chandler, but I am (laughs) so into you because when I was watching Atlanta. Portia Mm -hmm. was giving me so nasty and so rude, which I was very into because there's Uh nothing better to me than like black belt karate style passive aggression (laughs) when done well, like Olympic Mm -hmm. levels. And what Portia was doing was to me like the gold medal standard of passive Mm aggression, which Mm -hmm. Nini didn't always do consistently gold medal, but absolutely could do. I mean, if you're looking at like, yeah, dream team levels, Mm Portia was giving it to me the way that I needed it. Mm -hmm. I understand, and I watched the Atlanta after show, and I think it was a point that Cynthia was making in conversation Mm -hmm. with Kenya about we know what this show is. If something is going to happen, we're going to talk about it, which I understand, but Mm -hmm. that wasn't the purpose of this weird investigation. Marlo maybe pretending that was the purpose— but Kenya's purpose has been to slut shame since halfway through the second day after the Bolo scenario. She pretended mm. and started it out by being like really light and whatever. But on the after show and in an episodes, she's talked about how disgusting it is, mm. how essentially whorish it is, how repugnant it is, how awful and horrifying that actual night was. Right. She's above it. And Portia understands that. Portia understands that this is not a person who is just talking about this because, you know, it's being talked about. She's Mm -hmm. doing it because she is trying to shame me for being a woman with sexual desires who is not in a committed Mm -hmm. relationship. And because Kenya refuses and has always refused to be that person. I mean, she's been accused of hiring boyfriends for the show. She's not exactly Mm -hmm. known for being open about relationships alone a marriage, Mm -hmm. a wedding she wasn't open (laughs) about, but she's going to tell us about how honest and open her cast members need to be, let alone one that she's, like, arch nemesis. uh, Right. You know, like, that is her arch Mm -hmm. nemesis. Like, make that make sense to me. And then Marlo, I feel like Marlo, who is so smart and so quick, Mm -hmm. I don't understand why... Marlo is feeding into this narrative that Portia is a liar because she's Mm. not being forthright about sex. I don't understand that. I don't, as a a concept, as a person, as a woman who understands the very gendered politics around sexuality and sexual behavior... Mm -hmm. I just genuinely I don't you don't get it I don't get it I don't understand what Kenya is offering that Portia wasn't and the timing of it all doesn't make sense I do believe that Marlo believes it I believe that she's genuinely upset I just don't understand why Kenya is the person she's Siding with in this way, when again it's about whether or not somebody had sex, and in the words right, of Candy, right. like, why does any of this matter?
1: I agree with that point. I don't. I I will say I think that Kenya is a is slut shaming her to an extent. I do agree with that. Mm-hmm. I, I've seen some of her comments where she said like. This is like ho sware. where I don't know if I can curse on here, but oh, ho esware. Call S word. a motherfucker. Okay. Yeah. Ho shit. Applaud. She yeah. was saying it was ho, yeah, ho yeah. shit and all the other business. I think where I'm the reason why first of all, I'm not Team Kenya or Team Porsche, I'm Team Marlowe. I the reason why I can underst- I can understand though where some of them are coming from is because, and I watched a speak on it with Don, which I know they are not fan favorites. Don Juan and Cameron Candy uploaded a speak on it with just those two today. Oh. And they did bring up a good point. It Had it been Kenya that had sex with that stripper, that would have been something that those girls used against her forever. They would have went in on her, called her desperate, yada, 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 yada. Just because it's Portia, someone who's, you know, doesn't, who's, you know, funny and lighthearted. I think people have this perspective of, well, she can do whatever she wants to do. I definitely know for a fact, had it been Kenny that slept with that man, allegedly, people online would have been like, girl, aren't you too old for that? That's disgusting. And that... Does feed into something that Kenny has also fed into, which is slut shaming. Like we shouldn't slut shame anyone for having sex with anyone. You know what I mean? Like that's someone else's business. So I agree with that perspective. I just think the reason why I was getting frustrated watching it was because I could tell that even from earlier episodes that Shamia and Portia were icing Marlo out. It was evident to me. Like you can tell Marlo was kind of like, "Well, we used to talk all the time, but now." You don't talk to me as much. And why are you getting mad at me for doing the it wasn't me campaign when Drew did it too? Like what's there's a double standard here. So I just wish Portia would just come out and be like, you know what? I don't want you being friends with her. I would respect her more because honestly, I wouldn't blame her if she was like, I don't want you friends with her. I can't trust you now.
0: I mean, it's like Portia doesn't want to say it because she doesn't want to give Kenya the ammo. But the reality is, Kenya is going to take that ammo regardless of what Portia says. She's exactly. She's going to spend anything. So you might as well be honest. And it is at. You are one hundred percent right. It is absolutely disingenuous to be like, it doesn't matter when it does matter. I mean, like they did have that exactly. conversation where Portia was like, the timing of this is very strange. Right. But I don't know. It's it's weird to be in these friendships. Because, I mean, there is no trust here. And also, uh, with the Marlowe of it all, uh, these women do not like each other. They're being Mm -hmm. forced to hang out with each other when it comes to... I mean, obviously, there's, like, mutual affection. Right, right, right. But specifically, when I think about the Portia and Kenya of it all, obviously, these women don't like each other. They have a genuine animosity for each other so regardless True. of the slut shaming of it all right porsche's first instinct is likely like i know what you're doing with this information i refuse to participate in the mm-hmm. conversation by even providing an answer because you're going to yeah. weaponize it
1: i can agree with that you brought up an actual a really really good point actually um personally because there's there's for me like not to like change topics but i i feel like a little bit of a disconnect with atlanta this season in comparison mm-hmm. to other seasons and i mm-hmm. i do think that the show is lacking a, a little bit more of like authentic friendships because mm-hmm. i think that's where it is right because if you're looking at it from Porsche's perspective which i can do she's kind of like i don't really i'm not friends with you and right. our our enemy, you know, our, you know, our, I guess, uh, feud is really based in this show. It's not even anything that affects me in real life. So I'm not going to, you know, give you any, like you said, ammo to start this whole entire, you know, conversation about me. So I think the reason why I felt disconnected when watching it and why I wasn't really feeling how Portia handled it was because this show is about women who are you know a part of the same circle like they're supposed to be there's supposed to be some type of friendship there and i feel like when it comes to their feud i've just gotten so tired of it to the point where i'm like girl if you don't just give her an answer if you don't just say no i didn't do it yes i did do it why do you care like that's that's the only that's that's where i'm coming from with it like it's their feud is so old and tired at this point where i'm kind of like just dead the conversation because now you're looking like you're above it when you're not. You're part of the same show that Kenya is on and vice versa. But
0: for, but for Portia, and I totally hear you, for Portia, as what you were saying earlier, um, it's not about me not providing an answer. It's mm-hmm. about me shining a light on why you're asking the question. You're right. not asking the question because you are on a truth hunt mm-hmm. you know and want me to line up with whatever noises you heard which ps god help us with Kenya and her past experience with like orgasms but oh you don't god. need to have sexual intercourse in which to uh, elicit yet alo- let alone um experience an orgasm you know like yeah. so like we're using the phrase like uh, sounds I heard a lot of sounds and it's like, babe, like that doesn't necessarily mean sexual intercourse, right? But put even putting that aside because that's like, mm-hmm. I don't know, a combo for another mm-hmm. day. I, with all of this, it's like she's doing it because she wants to further weaponize ex- an experience that she's already started, kind of a war with Portia about like we're Mm. not actually it's so Berkshires to me it's so October Berkshires County or whatever that episode of New York was where Bethany is like listen it doesn't matter how many men you fuck what matters is that you're not being truthful to Mm. me a person you're not close with about your sexuality and it shows that you're a fraud and it's like you just can't do that with two women fighting with each other. And it's about someone's sexual history. It's just, there is a difference between withholding information and lying. And if a person wants to withhold information on national television, Mm -hmm. I don't see the problem in that. And that's not a um, character flaw. And if we're going to talk about character flaws, the worst thing that Kenya has said about Portia isn't that she's like a slut. It's that she's going to protests, understandably bringing press attention to the Black Lives Matter movement mm-hmm. and Kenya saying she's only doing this for press attention. That to me is a lot more dangerous or hurtful to mm-hmm. me as a white woman to say about someone Then you were fucking the stripper and I know it because I heard something and it sounded great. So give us all the tea. Right. You know.
1: Well, when it comes to that situation, when it first aired, I was really, really pissed at Kenya for saying it. I was like, that's like Mm -hmm. disgusting. Like this woman went out there and really like you know, she did it in order to help us all that are black. You know what I mean? So I thought the comment was tacky, disgusting, but there was a speak on it that she did with candy. And I've never known candy to tell a lie on this show ever, ever candy. Yes. I've never known candy never. to be a liar. Not
0: once. Can't remember it.
1: Exactly. Cause she's just that girl. Like she just doesn't Aside lie. like,
0: NeNe. How are you? That's <laughs> the imagine her. Just like, exactly. Nice That's yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. And, I think this is where my perception of Portia changed. There was a conversation no. that was cut out from the season. This is what Kenya said. And I feel like if Kenya was lying, Candy would have been like, girl, that never happened. Like, shut up. No. Um, There was a conversation. <laughs> there okay. was something there okay. was something that happened and they were being very vague about it. But basically, allegedly, according to Kenya, Portia wasn't happy that Candy was also contributing to the movement. And Kenya implied that Portia kind of wanted it to just be a Portia storyline and not necessarily something that Candy was contributing to. And what they were referring to was there was a special in June where Bronwyn, Leah, I think Garcelle was there as well, Portia, Candy, they all had the special on Bravo, which we were happy. We were like Mm -hmm. protesting for them to air it because it was an IG live at first, which is like disgusting. Like, let's have the conversation on TV, please. You're a network. Um, Mm -hmm. And there was like a group text going around and like porsche and candy squashed it is what candy said like they squashed it they don't have an issue over it anymore but it happened and so for me that put a bad taste in my mouth because i feel like if that wasn't true if that never happened where porsche wasn't really like happy about candy also contributing to the movement i feel like candy would have been like kenya that never happened like I don't know what you're talking about right now. I'm going to cut this out of my show that I produce that I can easily cut out, you know, conversations from. Mm-hmm. And so I do believe that that happened. It might have happened a different way. Maybe she was just expressing dismay over something that maybe they're producing together or something. It probably went a completely different way. But Kenya said the reason for her comment was because of that. And mind you, I'm not a Kenya stan <laughs> at all. <sighs> she might she's a good housewife but like i'm not a kenya stand. i'm not gonna sit here and be and act like i am because i'm not but i
0: mean whatever conversation happened and candy mm-hmm. i think executive produced that special i don't remember yes, if Portia she... was a co-ep but that mm-hmm. could be a whole other it could be related to the ep title honestly Maybe. more than on camera stuff and that's like between them as tv superstars Candy, speaking of, speak on it, did go on to speak on it with, mm-hmm. I don't remember who, I'm going to assume Don Juan. Mm-hmm. And somebody referenced one of her co-stars not being very financially generous about um, mm-hmm. Candy's charitable efforts. And spoiler alert, it wasn't Portia they were referencing. It was Kenya Moore. So I don't know charity starts at home before mm-hmm. kenya starts talking about like porsche's she should maybe write candy a check
1: i mean i i don't know I, I couldn't tell you i mean i agree with that i'm not defending her in that sense Yeah, no, but, but it is but yeah, i happened. do feel like for kenya to make that comment first of all again i don't agree with the comment i don't feel like she should have made it i feel like porsche still Risk her own life to go out here and protest totally. but i do feel like if a conversation happened in which where she was trying to demean candy's efforts as well i think that is a tad performative and i don't appreciate that and i i have seen a conversation kind of start um like on social media about it i don't know if it's going to be addressed at the reunion i hope it is because to be quite honest with you that's what's made me like hesitant to really be a full team, you know, on, on Team Porsche. Porsche this season because I don't like performative individuals. And I would hope and I would pray that that's not true. I hope Kenya is wrong about that. I hope that that conversation, like you said, maybe had to do with an EP title or something. I hope it wasn't about using BLM as a storyline because our lives aren't a freaking storyline, you know. So that's where I'm a little hesitant with her this season.
0: I mean I don't know. I, <laughs> I, I just mean, think like again, yeah. I mean just not to say that she I don't know. I mean like and mm-hmm. again I'm a white woman, so it's like that's a territory that has it's it's not I shouldn't be the one having that conversation. you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like I could uh it it would be inappropriate for me to um I think just my humble thoughts to even like think that way. I just honestly, I just really think She's being that Portia's being so genuine. I really do. And I hope again, so. as you said, she wouldn't be putting her life on the line. Yeah, regardless. And if you feel of- differently, you have every right to feel that and right, express right, right. that 100%. And this is like a very nuanced conversation, which I love. And when it comes to the special, I really think it had something to do with like the you know machinations EP, behind yeah. the scenes the ep of it all how is the conversation being right driven who is driving the conversation from a tv production perspective yeah, i would hope who are so. the people involved i mean that's where the ep title comes into play and i think it was can wasn't it candy's like, it production was company it
1: was candy's production too? company so and she
0: hired the director yeah there's I, a lot there that's I, more candy candy vehicle than porsche in that sense. right
1: and i listen again like i hope i'm not coming across as like offensive or anything i'm just hoping no, that you're not at all. I, I will yeah, just in case the, the listeners are like fm like what is he talking about i'm not demeaning no, her efforts no. her efforts They'll are just very much talking about my laugh. It'll be yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, her efforts are very much real i'm just talking about yeah her efforts in relation to the show like i'm hoping that kenya was fibbing about that i i, I really do hope it's an ep thing
0: Totally and ultimately you're just sharing Kenya's thoughts, which she stated publicly. Which yeah, I think exactly. is an important perspective you hear because we are talking about the ways in which these women are essentially trying to harm each other and a focal point of the yeah. season specifically on Atlanta has been the women's reaction to and support of the Black Lives Matter movement, mm, which exactly. Kenya has weaponized on camera. And you're providing an example of what she said off camera, off the show, but on camera, on Candy's after show. Right. Presenting more understanding or information from her side giving a little bit of nuance to what she said because again this is one of those situations where it's a little 15 second clip from a confessional because it's like snappy regardless of how you feel about its impact and is trying to say this is why I said this stuff just as Candy was saying uh, in a, a, a different speak on it, you know, the reason that I was like, I wish whatever she had said during that confessional, like some of these women weren't very charitable, whatever blah blah, blah blah, is because of you know, triple dots, Kenya Moore, mm-hmm. da da da. You know, right. like I don't. It's it's tough. It's also why I'm so appreciative for the speak on it.
1: Oh my Plus god, aren't they the amazing? After show. They're like, huh? I, I, I aren't they amazing? Like they're just like oh everything, goodness. everything.
0: They're, They're everything and I'm also really appreciative for the after show moments on Jersey because there was an explanation that Dolores gave I think on the episode but also on the after show which I appreciated which was the nuance from like a cultural perspective. If We're going to talk about the Brandy Redmond from like a religious perspective and how that allegedly influences some of her behavior or how she has expressed that. Right. The stuff with Teresa is kind of interesting because Teresa said at a moment, you know, I'm not going to talk to Evan. I'm not going to have a conversation with Evan about apologizing because I don't want to talk to the husband and it's a wife's job, which is for Teresa an excuse that she's made consistently, like, substitute friend for spouse, you know, whatever she says. Like, it's the other person's job to make things easier for me. Right, Essentially, At the end of the day. And Dolores gave some reasoning behind that where she shared that for Teresa, sure, and this is my narrative, Mm -hmm. she could be like, trying to avoid or evade responsibility accountability feeling shamed whatever but in Dolores's eyes she's like yeah understand the ways in which Teresa had conversations with her husband from a cultural perspective from you know the loud Italian of it all and The ways in which that was distorted because she was in such a toxic marriage that for Teresa, having a conversation with a man, regardless of whether or not he's her spouse, ended with a lot of anger expressed in very heightened ways. So for Teresa, when she's being asked to put herself into a situation with someone who may feel a little... Pissed, mm-hmm. specifically because of what Teresa has done it could be triggering or she could just assume that she is putting her volunteering herself to be in a dynamic with someone who is not um in ownership of his feelings and how to express them, which I thought was actually really interesting because I would have only thought of Teresa's just avoiding responsibility, which, again, isn't necessarily wrong. It's just not the only reason. Right, right, right. There's another layer to this, which is why I'm so appreciative that Dolores is actually on this season because Teresa needs a translator and she may not be thinking. Teresa's like a guttural thinker. Right. She isn't necessarily able to or interested in processing and understanding the reasons why she feels and does certain things and I'm appreciative that somebody else who's known her for 25 years or however long is there and is like here is an example from our culture environment whatever where you could be putting yourself in some amount of danger by having a conversation that you know may not go well with a man
1: Exactly. I really do appreciate Dolores's role on the show more than ever this season, like you said, because mm-hmm. she she's not only that translator, but I just feel like she's really the true honest voice of reason on the show. She's not mm-hmm. someone that's going to sugarcoat anything. She'll tell, you know, she'll tell it to you straight. And like you said, It really is a cultural thing i just think because of teresa's behavior mind you i do really love teresa but i will say like her behavior this season is a lot um i think because of her past behavior it comes across as like an excuse like oh i don't want to talk to him because i literally like almost ruined their marriage um and dolores is like no it's just more of she's been put in situations where men have talked to her crazy And she doesn't have anyone there to defend her. And she doesn't want to come up to this man that she barely knows and apologize for something that not only does she not think is necessarily wrong, Mm -hmm. but also a situation where she feels like she's already had that discussion with his wife, you know, so she doesn't feel the need to have that conversation with both of them at the same time. But yeah, I absolutely love Dolores this season. And I think she's head on with her Teresa (laughs) translations.
0: I completely agree, and I feel like as a pizza bagel, so my dad's side of the family is Italian Catholic. Mm-hmm. I am, was raised a Jew, I'm 100% Jewish, but my mom's side of the family is um, Jewish, whatever. What are we? Austro-Hungarian or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, like, dad's side of the Italian Catholic, you do not, The it's like, as soon as Dolores said that, I connected immediately with the pizza, which was like, <laughs> yeah, that's a real thing, and I know in a lot of Um, I mean, it's not just obviously for Italians, but the Italian side of me was like, yeah, you do not want to play with a hot Italian temper because that can get—I mean, it can get violent. Like, it's—you don't want to trigger Mm -hmm. that explosion if you don't have to. And then the bagel part of me was (laughs) like, yeah, Evan, this like upstanding Mm -hmm. guy who's like gonna be a mensch and isn't necessarily even would never even think to do to respond in that way and you know it's the fun part of me being able to like speak on this hopefully so it's not being heard as a stereotype but genuinely my experience as a a woman who is um part italian Catholic under, and I'm again. It's like I get very prickly about. Cause I'm 100 <laughs> Jewish because I was <laughs> raised Jewish, but mitzvah and in, in our until mitzvahed. senior year of high school. Uh-huh. So like, don't call me half Jewish because I'm 100 percent there. But like, as the person whose father's f- side of the family is Italian, you know, like I got that when Dolores said I got that, and when I saw Evan's behavior, which was like. Regardless of how angry he may have been, he would never present that. He was just there to be united with his wife and be um, amiable and amenable and whatever else. and kept things very friendly. I was like, yeah, like I'm feeling the bagel part. Like I I feel represented in both of this dynamic, not necessarily in a healthy way, by the way, and unbelievably so pizzas and bagels can't be your primary <laughs> diet although it, i mean listen it's pandemic it absolutely can but i love can, a pizza but, bagel oh my god let's get our pizza oh actually do you like a literal pizza bagel
1: an actual pizza bagel yes i haven't had one like in a year and a half so like now that you said Ay. it i'm craving one but like Ay. i don't you know in la i don't know if there are a lot of pizza bagel shops like people you know what i mean like there's a lot of bagel shops but i don't know if they like can give me a good pizza bagel.
0: I don't know. I <laughs> I'm not I am not a, while I am a literal embodiment of a cultural religious pizza bagel. Mm-hmm. I don't know <laughs> that I would want to mix the two. I don't the mm-hmm. because a pizza the consistency, <laughs> the width of dough mm-hmm. is not meant to be the width bagel, yeah. of a bagel. Yeah. It just the, you couldn't, ne- there wouldn't be enough sauce in the world. And then the cheese on that and the temperature and the salt. And <laughs> the it's temperature. It's, <laughs> it's real rough, tough stuff. I would, I have from the perspective, you know, uh, of a texture mm-hmm. and the weight of it. I don't know. I'm not sure. Ju- my grandpa, you know, like Reno Galley, shout out, rest in peace. <laughs> You know made himself a great pizza was a and you know we had annual galley family reunions where he would hop on the grill at shout out Rhode Islanders at Goddard Park and he would this is how Italian they were he would cook up oh my god I'm gonna get this wrong frog's legs love that cows tongues okay and pig's ears like very reno Gal. that's
1: different i'm here for it <laughs> <laughs> is different.
0: I, mean, I didn't eat any of it listen um and i am a foodie but just not that kind of food and also that's so crazy
1: well i will say this and i know this is gonna sound like i, I probably even should say this out loud but like perfect place to say. i it. love my pizza but like little to no sauce like little to no sauce i Not a sauce person. It's just not my thing. I know people are gonna say, "Well, that's just cheese bread." Maybe it is. I'm just not. (laughs) Unless like, it's like authentic New York pizza. Like in LA, there's a spot called La Monica's that has like, from what I've heard from like my friends from New York, is like the closest thing to an authentic New York pizza. Then I can do like, you know, sauce. Then, but I'm not a sauce person at all. So.
0: (laughs) <laughs> and correct me if I'm wrong Isn't that more of like I'm going to use this incorrectly This is the bagel of me Jumping out less than mm-hmm. the um, pizza But isn't Wouldn't that be like A Neapolitan style pizza Where there's like The dollop of mozzarella mm-hmm. And there's like Almost a dollop of sauce It's not coated It's it's like a Jackson Pollock Pizza I, painting
1: I guess so But like, like a sprinkle But I <laughs> I guess so But I still like The consistency of a pizza like I still like my slice I still like I don't want to cut I don't want like a square I want a slice I want a triangle and I still like to feel like I'm eating pizza so (laughs) whatever you want to call that I have horrible food opinions don't even ask me I have like the worst food opinions on this earth like you don't want to know
0: i mean i just have to say first off totally always feel like a triangle but sometimes a woman wants a square (laughs) you know sometimes you just you do want a rectangle
1: is that true you just want
0: with no crust you just want like this square square life or speaking Mm -hmm. of very italian there was like a place in all of the Rhode Islanders listening to this are losing their minds because I there was Casertas Pizza. Shout out Caserta's Pizza in Providence Square Pizza. Excellent. And there was also a place where you would get there's a name for it. It's mm-hmm. like the rectangle pizza with no cheese, just the crust and sauce. Oh my god. That, yeah, delicious. Cold. Served Re- cold. Really? Fucking great.
1: Okay. In Providence.
0: So, just rectangle dough. You might like it because it's very doughy. It's yes, not I like love the, dough. it's like not bagel dough, but it's in between. Right. Anyway, guys, I hope everybody's <laughs> eating right now. Instead of a drinking game, just pizza game alert. Take a shot of sauce, cheese, and bread. Yes. When you're listening to the number of times I've said the phrase pizza bagel. um, Can I just say that during the recording, some news broke? on page six that i want to get your thoughts on specific to who else could it be but um madame jennifer shaw and it's an exclusive (laughs) on page six the headline reads bravo will continue to film jen shaw's legal drama after fraud arrest and it says the powers that be at bravo are planning to make the federal fraud and money laundering charges she faces a central part of the reality show's second season Including exclusive footage of the embattled businesswoman's arrest Mm -hmm. and the insider, quote unquote, (laughs) said Bravo knows full well that viewers are following every detail of this case. And will continue to do so as it progresses. So, producers plan to follow it just as closely and use whatever footage they legally can. So far, they filmed the lead up to and aftermath of Jen's arrest, as well as her co star's reactions, of course.
1: (laughs) It's like very
0: XOXO. Gossip. Bravo girl. girl. (laughs) Well, I mean. Uh, a charitable move. Uh, Jen Shaw <laughs> risking additional years in prison because she's going against the advice of, I would assume, her husband, a former and possible current lawyer, her actual very expensive current legal team. How many lawyers? He was
1: a lawyer. You just po- I literally did not remember her husband yeah, was a lawyer. Before he, went
0: into, before he went into football and maybe he's thinking about going back again.
1: He should. He definitely should. <laughs> she might I need mean, an extra lawyer.
0: Somebody needs to support the family and I don't know that Jen Shaw can when it's not, you know, your grandmother's savings account. That is so um, crazy. I uh, we knew it was, was going to be central regardless of her participation. Right. It sounds like she's a thousand percent participating
1: i'm high key here for it i feel like this is going to be the great like one of the great like the trailer i can hear the sirens and the running and fade to black the, yeah literally and i hope they get a mugshot shot and just i'm absolutely here for it. i hope they follow every single move would i personally would i post on social media if i was indicted on federal charges no but at the same time It makes for great entertainment because the trial isn't until October. We're probably not going to get the show until October or November. And if she wants to post, let her post. It's it's like if she if this is what she thinks is smart, then I feel like go ahead, do it. Would I do it? No, I think it's dumb. But I just there's like she's like the old. This is going to sound so stupid, but she's like the epitome of like. I want to say a real hostage, but a reality star where they're so engulfed with themselves. It doesn't matter what happens. She literally, literally got arrested in a faux mink coat, jeans and box braids looking crazy. By the way, the, the makeup was on point, but looking crazy. OK, mm-hmm. and she's like, you know what? Fuck it. I, I. She probably in her head thinks. I'm going to go away anyways. Let me enjoy social media while I can. Let me. (laughs) I mean, mean,
0: there's an argument that's been made online that with the timing of when the earlier arrests and charges against other people associated with this like massive fraud and the timing of filming that she had to have known during filming, if not well before that she was going to get caught and did reality TV. Mm -hmm. knowing that this was going to happen and maybe using reality TV as a way to spin herself, not necessarily out of it, but on top of it, you know, if she was looking for attention at the end of the day and seemingly most moments of her life would calibrate with a woman in desperate need of attention, Mm -hmm. going on (laughs) reality TV as a con artist is a pretty great way to ensure that you're going to get it.
1: She's, She is going to get it. And that's the crazy part. She's literally a criminal. No shades to Jen, but you're a criminal girl. And you're (laughs) and you're posting on social media as if it's nothing. You literally scammed so many grandmas and grandpas out of their hard earned pensions and coins. But I have to say, I do believe that theory that she knew, because from what I've read, like the early accounts, remember when we were, we were all on Instagram refreshing every two seconds. Like, okay, what's the new, Mm -hmm. what's the new? Someone said,
0: I I lived outside of my skin. (laughs)
1: Okay, literally. Yeah,
0: literally. I
1: I will never forget where I was. Like that was, it's a moment in time, but (laughs) I will say they kept saying in all of the accounts, they just kept saying how calm she was. Like she got the call, was like my my husband's hospitalized. Maybe she was frantic Mm -hmm. for a second, but she was calm, cool, collected. The fact that her aunt, Picked her up from where she was supposedly and just took her to another spot so she wouldn't get arrested on camera because that's my thought i think she was like okay i don't want to get arrested on camera let me just yeah. call her but that's so wild to me like i personally i'm gonna be honest with you if i was innocent right allegedly let's say i'm not even gonna say she's innocent because she's 99 sure she's not she's but like but, okay, yeah. but like but like i if i didn't do anything wrong i would stay where i'm at and if the police came i would say like um i didn't do anything i would be franticing i would be crying i would literally be like why am i being arrested i wouldn't be like "Ah, let me just galley around here oh my husband's hospitalized girls my aunt's gonna pick me up on the side of the road nothing it's super normal nothing's going on whatsoever like what
0: I mean, I would have called my former or, and or current, I don't know where his law license is, but I would call my spouse who was um, uh, a, yeah. a lawyer and be like, yeah. hey, this is about to happen. And unless, you know, but he was the one, I think, who alerted her. So, so I don't crazy. know why he wasn't. Why was it the aunt who not him? <laughs> I mean, like, there are so many questions, but I just have to say, like, God bless for not. Um, following a single legal this is like boilerplate this small just don't post on social don't post glam photos on social media when you have arraignments where your lawyers are trying to argue that a $250,000 cash bond is too much money when you aren't sharing photos and video in real time getting glam done following the arrest with the hashtag unarrest or unarrested like this isn't smart it makes me wonder I don't want to like pass judgment on the lawyers but I do have to say that I hope they got paid up front and I hope that wasn't with stolen funds because I would think they would have to give that back like I don't know how is she going to spend a single dollar if she's filming this show? She's going to have to prove receipts later that it didn't originate from stolen funds, and yet that's seemingly all she has
1: yeah first of all were you you were dialed in right when the whole when oh i
0: covered (laughs) every second of both arraignments which you can find in my jen shaw highlight on instagram at dame galley every second and i added a lot of sass in my narrative it was you guys should be following it yeah i lived i lived my absolute the best parts of me came out and covering both arraignment <laughs> it, calls but it, yes it, i was present for it both.
1: was the best hour and 30 minutes of my life i have to say it was mm-hmm. worth every single minute the all the tech malfunctions and everything mm-hmm. i Judge have
0: shine shout out love you right from
1: oh my god the shade he was throwing to her lawyer where he was like well I, I can imagine you're a lawyer so i think you would know that right like i was living for every Second. He was
0: literally like, is this your first case? <laughs> because You seem like you're new at this. And then the guy's like, I have 40 years of experience. Cool. Maybe like access some of it. Yeah, exactly. You like a fuck up.
1: Exactly. I was living for your it. Money
0: can't buy you class
1: at all. Mm-hmm. But I will say what was it shouldn't have been shocking to me. But what had me gagged is when he was like, OK, so does she own any property? And they were like, no. Does she have any assets? No. What is her net worth? Well, sir, zero. And it's like, um, you have a big ass ski chalet that, like, I'm now finding out was rented. You have forty five assistants. Okay, you have a million businesses, and you're telling me that your net worth is zero. You have not a you don't you don't have a penny, a nickel, a dime. Like, what?
0: I mean, the judge used her reality TV gig as one of the reasons why she was a potential flight risk. So, <laughs> best wishes. Listen, she's trying not to fly out at um, SLC, but I'm just saying it's really at the end of the day. Her community service has already begun because mm-hmm. she is absolutely giving of herself and years, potentially years in prison.
1: That's so crazy. So as
0: to continue performing a role that Mm -hmm. doesn't seem based in reality if not financial wealth but i wish her the best and by her i mean us because it's going to be (laughs) wild af tv um Listen, there is so much we could talk about. And um, P.S. Shout out to Andy, who uh, references he was on vacay this past mm-hmm. week on a yacht somewhere wishing that his phone burst into flames, I'm sure. <laughs> um, he said on Radio Andy today, oy vey, I hope it's not true. Right. And... Um, uh, spoiler alert, we know it is. I <laughs> really feel like it, uh, that it could be. But um, how can people read your amazing work on batches and elsewhere and follow you online?
1: Oh, my goodness. Well, they can follow me on Instagram at Jonathan Chandler underscore. I don't have the original Jonathan Chandler, some older dude that has it. But Jonathan Chandler oh. underscore. <laughs> Hate that for me. Um, and then I have a link tree in my uh, b- uh, bio part of my Instagram where you can access the bitchpedia which is my podcast you can get uh read my articles from betches and subvert mag um i also have my patreon link there so like all of my creative anything is on my instagram in the link in my bio so you can uh go there and get everything that you need
0: Amazing. And we are calling attention to small businesses here on Andy's Girls with um, a segment I like to call Small Business Satchels of Gold in honor of Her Holiness Kelly Clorn ben Simone. Just raising awareness for our favorite small businesses, especially during this time when... The economy and world in many ways is imploding. We want to encourage support for restaurants, bars, stores, and companies that we enjoy and want to make sure survive this devastating economic um, and health and everything else period of time. What is your, where is your small business? Satchel of gold.
1: Mine is um, 1103 Cosmetics. It is ran by one of my good friends from high school. I've known her since the ninth grade and she runs a black owned um, skin care, beauty, like lifestyle type of business. She has whipped butters, oils, all the good things. You want to smell good, you go to 1103 Cosmetics. I mean, literally. Um, and yeah, I'm really proud of her. I think her business is amazing and I think we should be supporting more black owned businesses for sure.
0: I love that. And where is the business based out of?
1: It is based in Los Angeles. You can follow her at 1103 cosmetics and everything is there for you.
0: Amazing. And, guys, I'm going to include um, in the show notes info the Instagram handle and website for 1103 Cosmetics so you guys can support this amazing company. Follow them online and try their products, which sound amazing. And my small business satchel is like a general small business satchel. (laughs) But I do have to say. Mm-hmm. My favorite thing to do, which I did today, is take a little walk, a little meander from the upper right downtown yes. and visit my friends, the farmers at the <laughs> Union Square Green Market, which is open Monday, Wednesdays, Fridays and Saturdays, where you can buy fresh, amazing food, flowers, honey, maple stuff other shit. All of it's amazing from local farms. So it's buying direct from them. Um, It's beautiful weather in New York this week. So it was a total joy. And then I schlepped back uptown with my beloved um, East River Ferry, the light of my life. And, you know, one of my favorite purveyors there is a woman, um, Blaine, who runs off the wheat, off the wheats, sweets and Eats, Ooh. who sells a lot of like gluten free stuff, and I get um gluten free paleo vegan stuff from her, like these chocolate chip cookies that will fuck up your life. Like Love that. and a pack of three is five dollars. And let's not tell Blaine, but like i <laughs> like, that should be more, but
1: I don't want it to be because I don't have any money.
0: Um, it's she's incredible. Uh her stuff is great, and she is one of many terrific vendors. I had some um I had a a vegan gluten-free farinata thing, this like baked dish full of veggies that I have quite often from another purveyor when i went today and i just highly encourage wherever you are if you're in new york city my favorite place is the union square green market there are green markets and farmers markets throughout the city and beyond and if you have a green market or farmers market in your area or don't know of one check it out do a little google there's nothing better than like Saying what's up with your local Amish guy who drove in from wherever'sville and has like the <laughs> absolute best fresh fresh eggs you'll ever have, because I am I'm not like vegan vegan I mm-hmm. am vegetarian who doesn't eat dairy with ten other dietary restrictions. So when I go to restaurants I typically eat like gluten free vegan, right? Um, but I do die for an egg white, and I love this <laughs> gentleman who this Amish gentleman who sells eggs and pickles love and like, fun that. things. Love that. Love him. Don't know his fa- don't know his name, but whenever I see him, even if I'm not getting eggs, I'm like, hey, hey, <laughs> it's
1: me, it's your favorite customer. Just <laughs> hi <laughs> to say
0: hi. Um, I highly encourage it. Find a local shop near you. There's nothing better than eating local and supporting small businesses, including yeah. farmers in your in New York New York's case, like tri state area. These are people who really um, are helping keep us healthy with locally many ways organic sourced food and you know get yourself a fucking red pepper from there and it is so much better than whatever the fuck whole foods is selling is all i'm gonna say um so i'm gonna include some information on the union square green market but this absolutely applies to any farmer's market in your area listeners wherever you are i highly encourage it. it just makes you feel good when you're buying fresh and you're looking in the face of the farmer person who's assisting you and knowing the gift that they are giving you while well, you give them some cash um
1: period love so it we'll,
0: right so oh my god that fucking farinata by the way <laughs> was like a plus <laughs> it was exactly what i needed guys speaking of all things genshaw um i did some community service which was the creation of a two hour plus playlist on spotify <laughs> Uh, because I am a sociopath and got a kick out of it. It is all Jen Shaw themed songs. It's called Shot and Fraud, a Jen Shaw bop. You can oh access goodness. the link to the Spotify, <laughs> a sociopath. I'm like an actual so She taught me you. well. What can I say? She Ooh. taught me. <laughs> um, you can, I'm going to include a link to the Spotify in the show notes for this episode. You can also get it on my Instagram at Dame Galley. I mean, it is, a medley of songs and please slide into my dms if there's a song that you would like to have listed to the again I say two hours plus all Jen <laughs> shot um, shot and gate, shot and fraud themed uh, which I highly encourage if you haven't joined the Andy's Girls Patreon listen Andy's Girls two episodes a week what more could you want in your Love life it. I know right giving me <laughs> money um, you get additional exclusive bonus episodes invites to special events and some money in my hashtag fun pocket which i really appreciate support starts at two dollars a month five dollars a month gets you two bonus episodes ten dollars a month gets you four or you can upgrade to the premium level the people's people's couch and co-host with me on an episode of an Andy girls patreon or sponsor an app if you have an idea for a patreon episode that you'd like to see and don't necessarily want to record yourself talking to me about it um send me info and it will be produced in your honor and i have also done recordings of episodes that I have shared privately with folks who are Mm -hmm. on the People's People's Couch who don't necessarily want the episode published but want to have it and enjoy it um, privately themselves, which I'm happy to do. So patreon.com slash Girls. I really appreciate all of the AGs who are able to support the show and myself during, as we said, um, an incredibly difficult time for all of us. So I just want to thank those of you who are, ag patreons and can't tell you how much that means to me and to folks who um, have not yet subscribed to the ag patreon but follow me on instagram subscribe to the andy's girls podcast have rated the podcast five stars with an itunes review all of those are amazing ways to uh, show your appreciation and because of the wonderful metrics of apple podcasts it is the number one way to support the pod, and if you rank it anything below five stars, it has, for an unfortunate reason, a huge negative impact on pod metrics. So I would really appreciate it. If you haven't already rated the podcast and left a five-star review, would appreciate that. Oh, my God. What did we not? I so much discuss, My <laughs> Lord. I'm obsessed with you die for you if you guys aren't following Jonathan Chandler online you must this was such um, a fantastic episode I'm oh, always happy you. to talk to you and you are welcome back on the um, people's people's couch any time
1: listen I love 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 your instagram i love your podcast i'm absolutely here for it i mean no because our instagram is everything guys like you guys don't understand like it's Thank like the you. funniest thing ever um and the deep dives it's just everything is amazing i appreciate you for inviting me here and i nice. just i i can't wait to talk to you again about jen shah or whatever the hell is going on in the Bravo universe. Oh in a few months <laughs> you
0: know what you need to come back before the end of new jersey because i need to have a conversation with you about jennifer aiden because i feel like Ooh. there's so much for us to discuss i just want you to marinate on that okay marinate okay, on it, it. it while eating your pizza bagel <laughs> or your pizza with no sauce and again this is a no judgment song <laughs> however you dairy and carb your life that period. is your choice to make. We, here at Andy's Scrolls we support all lifestyle choices, regardless of how much <laughs> sauce is on your crust. I love okay? and that it. That sounds oddly sexual. <laughs> like oh, that. my God. And that's how we're going to end this episode, Jonathan Chandler. Love it. <laughs> with an oddly sexual quasi-joke about pizza intake. And, you know, to the memory of Reno Galley, my grandpa. Yes. I was about to call him grandpapa, but that <laughs> would never happen for an Italian grandma- grandfather. I feel like sometime this week I'm going to have some gluten-free vegan pizza, just like how he made it at Aww, home. <laughs> I'm not, here for it. It's not <laughs> you like, what the fuck? <laughs> What's this lettuce doing here? Why are you calling this a carb? <laughs> um, on that note, guys, I hope you're all staying safe and healthy. If you're able to access the Vax or make an appointment, God bless you for it. That's the closer we get to a hopeful end of all things um, COVID. Mask when you're outside or in regardless of your books and um stay safe stay sane and we will talk to you guys again soon Bye. bye